beyond the borders of that which we are accustomed to lies the unknown. This is true in the case of a city bordered by wilderness, in the case of a nation bordered by outsiders, and in the case of our own minds. That which lies beyond the known is vast, and one can never know exactly what waits there. This vast unknown is often symbolized by strange creatures or dark landscapes. In the case of Russian and Eastern European folklore, there's a recurring figure who embodies the strangeness of the unknown. Sometimes a fearsome villain, sometimes an ally to those who approach her with caution, yet always a mystery. Baba Yaga is perhaps the best known and most unique figure in Slavic mythology and folklore. Living deep in the forest, Baba Yaga is a woman as mysterious and with as much to offer and as many dangers as the vast Siberian taiga. As this story will tell, the witchy woman of the woods reveals the unknown to us, either to our great benefit or at a great cost. In doing so, this story prepares us for facing the unknown and making it an ally rather than an enemy. My name is Sean. Welcome to Mythos and Logos. What may be Baba Yaga's most famous appearance is in the story of the classic heroine known in Russian as Vasilisa Prikrasnaya, or in English, Vasilisa the Beautiful. While this story has almost certainly been told for centuries, it was first set to paper in the Russian Empire of the 19th century. The story introduces Vasilisa, the kind daughter of a merchant man and his late wife. On her deathbed, Vasilisa's mother gifts the young girl with a doll, instructing her to feed it and give it water to drink, telling the child that the doll will carry her blessing and help her in times of trouble. As years pass, Vasilisa's father remarries, wedding an old, rich widow with two daughters only a few years older than Vasilisa. However, in time, Vasilisa's stepmother reveals herself to be a cold and bitter person, as both she and her daughters, Vasilisa's new stepsisters, come to resent her as she grows in both age and beauty. By the time she matures into a young woman, Vasilisa wins the hearts of many suitors, but with a social stigma against a younger daughter marrying before her older siblings, Vasilisa's stepmother and stepsisters force her into performing countless chores, hoping to wear away at both her time and her joyful, attractive nature. Being a traveling merchant, Vasilisa's father is far too often absent, leaving her entirely at the mercy of her crone-like stepmother and her envious stepsisters. Viewing Vasilisa as an obstacle standing in the way of her own daughter's prestige, 
her bitter stepmother develops a plan to remove her from the equation entirely. Living on the edge of the vast Russian wilderness, she sends Vasilisa into the forest in hope that she will be lost. But each time, Vasilisa secretly brings her mother's doll, giving it some food and drink, and returns safely. In time, the bitter stepmother's patience runs thin, and she conspires with Vasilisa's stepsisters to send her straight into the clutches of the infamous witch, Baba Yaga. The stepsisters are tasked with sewing at night with only a small used-up candle for light. When it runs out, quite quickly as small used-up candles tend to do, Vasilisa is sent deep into the woods on a mission to get a light. Only she is not sent to any regular neighbor, but to the house of Baba Yaga. Stories had been told for ages about the Witch of the Woods, stories which Vasilisa has been told countless times throughout her young life. Baba Yaga, it was said, lived in a house on chicken legs, flew using a mortar and pestle, and lured children to her, only to eat them and decorate the house with their bones. As Vasilisa is sent into the forest with only her mother's doll as protection, she remembers these tales and is fearful. But the vast forests of Russia are filled with many surprises. As the Russian-English author Edith Hodgetts recalls, Suddenly, a white horseman rode past Vasilisa on a white horse. And as he rode past, everything around him became white. Vasilisa was greatly astonished by this, began wondering what he could be, when another horseman rode past, clad in red, sitting on a red horse. And as he rode along, everything became red. But he, too, soon disappeared. After she had walked a little farther, she met another horseman, dressed in black, on a black horse, and immediately all became quite dark around her. Before she can fully understand this encounter, Vasilisa spots a set of lights in the distance, a set of lights which it soon becomes clear emanate from the eyes of skulls lining a fence made of bones surrounding a house on chicken legs. And if it were not clear enough to her already, Baba Yaga's call to Vasilisa of I smell a Russian makes it obvious that by venturing into these woods beyond her home, Vasilisa has entered unfamiliar, strange territory. Someplace foreign. Someplace ruled by the unknown. But being reassured by her mother's doll, Vasilisa opens the gate of bone, approaches the house on chicken legs, and meets Baba Yaga. Explaining herself and her quest for light, Vasilisa surprisingly is told by the crone that she's already familiar with her family, and knows the task already that Vasilisa's stepsisters have set upon her. But nothing, Baba Yaga informs the young heroine is free. 
And while the specifics vary in each telling, what is undisputed is that Baba Yaga tasks Vasilisa with performing a number of difficult chores as her payment. If she cannot complete them, Vasilisa will need to pay another way by becoming the witch's next meal, and with her skull becoming one more lining the witch's home. When Vasilisa wakes the next morning, Baba Yaga gives a seemingly impossible list of chores. Some seem simple at first glance, cleaning the house, doing laundry, or peeling potatoes. Other tasks seem intentionally impossible, separating countless kernels of corn, or gathering poppy seeds spread throughout a pile of soil. And by the way, remember those potatoes? There are a hundred pounds of them. But before Vasilisa has a moment to hesitate, Baba Yaga flies away in a mortar and pestle, yelling something in a language that Vasilisa does not understand as she goes. This only serves to emphasize that Vasilisa is in a strange realm. The mortar and pestle used in cooking are a symbol of traditional femininity, subverted, much like the standard broomstick of western witches. This further accentuates Baba Yaga's presence outside of traditional order. The foreign language in which she calls to Vasilisa demonstrates this further. The witch is also typically depicted in the deep woods, surrounded by the instantly recognizable Amanita muscaria mushrooms, both of which are commonly symbols associated with indigenous Siberian cultures and religious practices. By leaving the confines of her town for the deep woods, Vasilisa indeed enters a foreign and strange place where her very survival is on the line. In this wilderness, Vasilisa will either find herself or lose herself entirely. Before each of her tasks, Vasilisa remembers her mother's words, that her doll will carry her blessing in times of trouble. Vasilisa places her faith in her mother's words, gives the doll a small piece of food and some water to drink, when miraculously the doll springs to life and it helps her in her first task, and the white horseman rides by. As she moves on to Baba Yaga's second challenge, Vasilisa feeds the doll once again, and together they complete it before the sun begins to set, and a red rider passes by. Finally, Vasilisa feeds the doll one more time, and it springs to life once more, helping her to complete her third and final task. And as the sun finally comes to rest below the horizon and darkness falls, the black horseman passes by and the witch returns. Disappearing into Vasilisa's pocket, the doll warns her to be careful and pleasant to Baba Yaga. As one last touch, Vasilisa sets the witch's table for dinner. Baba Yaga, in turn, examines the house and is excited to see the tasks masterfully completed. 
if somewhat disappointed by not having a new skull to add to her collection. During dinner with the witch, Vasilisa is unusually quiet and is prompted by her host to truly speak her mind. Vasilisa responds by asking about the three horsemen she saw on her journey through the woods and during her work. Baba Yaga answers, explaining that the white horseman is day, the red is the sunset, and the black is the night. The witch then asks a question of her own in return. Tell me why it is that you are always so good and so quick and ready to obey me and never make a mistake by any chance? And why is it that I am so fond of you and would not hurt a hair on your head? Vasilisa humbly responds. I suppose it is my dear mother's blessing that helps me in all that I do. Baba Yaga's response to hearing this is ambiguous, to say the least. Clearly, Vasilisa has won the favor of the witchy woman, but she's sent on her way. Well then, look here, my dear. I don't want any blessedness in my hut. I think you've been here quite long enough, so you had better go back to your stepmother and sisters with my compliments and take one of my skulls with you. Vasilisa listens and departs with the skull and the light contained within it, ending an encounter that seems strange at first glance, but in which a deeper meaning presents itself with a closer look. While Baba Yaga is understood by most to be an evil character, her actual motivations proved to be much more morally gray. In this way, Baba Yaga is similar to the wild woods in which she resides. The immense, dark, mysterious forest holds both great danger and great potential. And just as the dark woods lie beyond the border of the settled town, Vasilis's journey to Baba Yaga represents a journey into the mental darkness beyond the border of the known. In confronting the crone in Baba Yaga, Vasilisa confronts her own possible future, one in which she might become as bitter and wicked as her stepmother. What stops Vasilisa from traveling down this path, and in the case of her story, saves her from being quite literally devoured by the crone, is her mother's memory. By holding on to the doll, Vasilisa holds on to her mother's memory. But it is by feeding the doll that she was able to keep her mother's blessing alive. This serves to show that Vasilisa's work to fulfill her femininity in her mother's image takes work. But crucially, once Vasilisa approaches the unknown, with her mother's blessing in tow, she has nothing to fear. Indeed, nature itself becomes her ally as personified in the riders. 
Vasilisa's ability to emerge from the unknown, not only unharmed, but greater than before, is credited to two things. Her dedication to keeping her mother's memory alive, and the faith that she places in that blessing. When Vasilisa returns home with the skull and the light it carries, her stepmother and stepsisters are in total darkness. Though they tried, no light, no candle could pierce this darkness, each being extinguished by some force each time it passed over the threshold into the home. However, when Vasilisa enters with the light from the skull, her stepmother and stepsisters are turned to ash in the light. Vasilisa lives with an aunt until her father returns, sewing intricate lace with the help of her mother's doll, of course. And because of the miraculous beauty of these works, Vasilisa's creations attract the attention of the Imperial Russian court, and in time, she marries young Tsar. The story of Vasilisa's encounter with Babi Yaga holds great meaning in a number of ways. It is the tale of Vasilisa growing into her femininity, avoiding the bitterness of her stepfamily, while making it clear that this is a joint effort between both Vasilisa and the spirit of her mother. However, the story communicates that Vasilisa cannot take her mother's blessing for granted. Instead, it is her responsibility to keep the doll nourished with food and drink, just as she nourishes her mother's memory and keeps it alive by living up to her example. The story shows that indeed the unknown dark and mysterious as it may be, can be our ally, if only we know how to approach it. Just as we approach the fears in our lives, Vasilis's encounter with Baba Yaga tells us that the subjects of our fear may end up being our greatest allies. This moral helps us to see Baba Yaga in a new way. This is not to say that the unknown, or its representation in the witch of Russian folklore, is not dangerous. Countless stories from across Slavic cultures of Baba Yaga eating children make her danger very clear. Instead, what the story tells us is that approaching danger armed with faith in something greater allows us to transform the unknown into a resource for our benefit. After all, it is only by entering the confusion and darkness beyond the borders of our own thoughts that our minds can expand, just like a city expanding beyond its walls, gaining mastery over what was once uncharted territory. If you've made it this far, that means you are one of the top fans of this channel, this content, and these stories. And for that, I would like to truly thank you. There are plenty of ways you can help, 
by leaving a comment if there's something you enjoyed, something mysterious, something you learned, something we might have missed. By leaving a like if you liked. And for those who would wish, we are on Patreon, where you can support the channel directly financially. There are also plenty of really cool perks that you might want to check out, including a private Discord community. This has been a wonderful journey so far, and I thank you for being on it. And I trust that it is only in the beginnings. As for the upcoming episode, next that will be a collaboration with a number of other mythology YouTubers and podcasters, in which we'll be studying serpent creatures from around the world, and we will be taking a look at the biblical Leviathan in the book of Job. I hope to see you around. It'll be a good one. Bye.